Why don't you like this? I'm Seb. And I'm Molly. And this is our podcast. When we first met, we thought we were basically the same person, united by our love of record store day and glasses and not liking David Bowie and that one Kesher album that's really good. But three years in, we've realised that we have just as many differences. And that's what this podcast is. Each episode, we'll be diving into a topic, exploring why one of us likes it, and more importantly, asking the other, Why don't you like this? So this episode, we're going to be talking about Noah Cyrus. Miley Cyrus' 19-year-old sister. Um, I think the first song I heard of hers was, what's the song called? Nothing Love, Stay Together? Yeah. Um, What was the first you heard of hers? The one with Labyrinth in it called Make Me Brackets Cry. At that point, did you know that that she was Miley's sister, or that Miley's sister was making music? Not really. I didn't really... I think because I grew up with the generation who watched Hannah Montana show... I always just thought, for some reason, I thought that the good kid with blonde hair was actually, in fact, one of her brothers. But it turns out this is false information and she does actually have other siblings that are not this child. One of whom, of course, Trace Cyrus, the mastermind behind <laughs> Metro Station. Which they did have that shake it. Was it shake it? Shake, 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 shake it. That was an absolute tune of the century. I mean, I think we can all agree that the ranking of Cyrus's goes Trace, Billy, uh, Brenda. <laughs> and then I guess it's debatable between Miley and Noah. Um, obviously, her family ties are going to come up at some point, but I'm going to try not to sort of focus on that too much. So. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Also. Also. What? Big facts. Means Seb have been engaged for two years. As of yesterday. As of yesterday, and have been procrastinating for two years and still don't have any plans to actually get married. So I think that deserves a congratulations within itself. Well done, Woo! guys. Fingers you crossed. Have, you haven't made any plans in the past two years. Fingers crossed, Seb and Molly 2020. Okay, okay, keep those eyes and ears peeled for that, my boys. Right, let's get on it. Let's get on. Bye. Also, before we start, I want to put a shout out to um, my favourite of the work couples, Luca and Tom, for getting their little baby boy, Otto. Congratulations to you guys. Oh, let's clarify. It's a dog, not a baby. Pretty much the same thing anyway, but... (laughs) Alright. And now, back at it. So, I'm quoting from Wikipedia here. Poptimism is the belief that pop music is as worthy of professional critique and interest as rock music. Do you see yourself as a poptimist? This is a thing with things like this. It literally goes in one ear, out the other. I did not understand a single word you Okay, so said. I guess the point that's being made is that the idea of poptimism is that it's a way of looking at pop music as more than just disposable, and that it's as worthy as being talked about as whatever is in the cultural zeitgeist. I think when the term was first coined, it would have been about rock music, but rock music really isn't what's relevant at the moment, so I suppose it's comparing it to to hip-hop now. So do you think that pop music is as worthy of cultural analysis as hip-hop music? I don't see why not. I think all music has got the same level playing ground as each other. Pop music is literally only just the phrase that is used on what's popular at the moment so back in the 2000s it would have been like rock music i guess but people or like weren't... r&b and stuff yeah i suppose so i don't see why that i don't know it just doesn't make any sense to me why pop music can't be analyzed in a way the same as other music do you think that pop music is inherently more disposable than other genres of music i don't see why because i th- i think maybe if you had asked this question to me, like, six, seven years ago, when I was just a little bit of an emo, I would have said, oh, pop music, that's absolutely ridiculous, there's no meaning in that, it's just all about sex. Whereas now, I think, you know, my favourite albums, even that Shawn Mendes album, I really enjoyed. I liked the pop music. So I guess, 
So I thought that this would be an interesting question to start with because it would sort of contextualise where we're coming from when we're talking about Noah Cyrus. Um, for me, in terms of optimism, I think it's selective. I think that by all means, not all pop music is disposable. I think there are people worth having a conversation about. But I also think that there are a lot of artists specifically in pop music that aren't worth talking about. You know, is Anne-Marie worth talking about? I don't think I've ever heard an Anne-Marie song, to be fair. Or is Camilla Cabello worth talking about? Well, I, I guess, but it's it's kind of about if you listen to them, I guess. I suppose, but I mean, we've heard their songs on the radio. Do you think that there's a conversation to be had about Camilla Cabello's music? It probably is. I imagine the one with Camilla Cabello would probably be about race and how I suppose, how her music fits within, because she's quite, she's a... She a Latino woman? Yeah, Hispanic, I think. Yeah. I suppose. Um, so I think for me, a couple artists that I do think are worth conversation about. I think Billie Eilish. Yeah. I think Lord. I think Taylor Swift for the fact that she's a the biggest huge. of all. I think no, I think it's impossible to be the biggest of anything and not be worth talking about. Um, who else? Kesha, I think, at the moment is doing things that are worth talking about. I don't know if maybe Kesha earlier in her career was necessarily something worthy of serious analysis, but I think where she's at now, she's putting out some interesting stuff. I think Lizzo as well is another one. Yeah, I think, though, for us, even though I like pop music, I never find myself... There's only a few artists that I would go back to. Yeah. But I feel like if you were like proper into like that um nat the nows and you were listening and you were getting your information from nows, you could probably tell me more about pop yeah. music. Whereas I don't mean I could necessarily name a lot of the artists of pop music. But I do like the big people in pop music. Coldplay are pretty good. Yeah. Maroon Five are pretty good. Are they? Yeah, Maroon Five, legit. Early I've got Maroon Five. Early Maroon Five. All Maroon Five is a tune. That guy is absolute legend. You know he did a song with Kanye and you cannot believe his tracks on that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good Even. one. But that's early in their career. Does not matter. That's A legend is a ago. legend. It's like, and I know this is a bit of a controversial one, it's like saying, is Michael Jackson not a good musician because the good music that he was producing was pretty much early in his career? Nah. I suppose. He was making some tunes but back in the day. I'd say even as they exist now, I think that you know, Coldplay and also Maroon 5 are artists that are worth talking about still. Yeah, I think I think it's hard, though, to judge who is worth talking about because someone likes the big people. I suppose. And I guess even if the conversation that comes out of it is, is this person worth talking about, that is a conversation in itself. Yeah. I think the conversation of who is and isn't worth talking about is always an interesting conversation, uh, particularly for us who aren't core pop music fans. You know, we're not keeping tabs on everything that comes out. The majority of When Heart, I think our radio in the kitchen is currently tuned to Heart by accident because we lost Coast FM, RIP. Shout out to Coast FM for being the best radio station in the southwest. We're talking, we're talking... Where are we talking? This is St. Jars, we're talking Penzance, we're talking Mauser, we're talking Newlyn. They are the best radio station in the Southwest. And this is not just because we want to get Seb a radio show on this on this show. It is absolutely incredible the stuff they're putting out there. I mean, they're getting sponsored by almost everyone in the Southwest. It is incredible what is going out in the world. I cannot believe Coast of Emma just made the world a better place. But our radio in the kitchen is currently tuned to heart. Which we don't really like. But I, play some absolute tunes, by the way. But I think if they had top 50 of the current tracks, I think there's a good chance that 70% of them we either wouldn't pay attention to or wouldn't like. Yeah, but they play the good music from back in the day. So I guess that's also another point is, I think on the disposability of pop music, a lot of it is only going to be relevant in the time that it exists. And it won't, and it will stop being relevant as soon as stop people people have stopped hearing it as a new thing. 
I think you brought up Maroon 5, and there's a reason why early Maroon 5 is still listened to, is that it's able to transcend the period in which it existed. Um, so with all that in mind, what do you think, how do you think I feel about Noah Cyrus? I can tell already how this is going to go. Go on. You're going to say, blah, 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 Noah Cyrus is not an interesting person in pop music, blah, 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 she's not doing anything interesting, blah, 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 she's not got anything interesting to say. She's just she's just a conduit for modern pop music. It's just all uninteresting. She's trying to bring that trap thing. She doesn't know where, she doesn't quite know her sound. Anthony Fantano gave it a six out of six out of ten, so blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't even go that high. I'd give it a five point five. I liked some of the songs. July. That is a is solid. It, is it called July or June? It's called July, and I've been legit saying this song is going to be the tune. I've been listening to this song since it first came out, and you better believe this is going to be the song of the year, my boys. It's, it's a pretty good song. And I also quite like Stay Together. Stay it's Together catchy. was a tune. We used to listen to that back in the day, though. But the thing is, if you told me that they were by two different artists, I wouldn't question it. And I think that, to me, is the problem, is that I don't know what makes a Noah Cyrus song. Yeah, I guess the problem with her is she's so young and so just started her career that I feel like she's 19. Like, I don't know what I was trying to say when I was 19. But you didn't have a record contract and people probably writing songs for you. Yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? If you don't know where you are at 19, you're not going to... They're going to write songs about how you feel and how you see the world. I, suppose, I would assume. But, you know, Billie Eilish is, what, 17, 18? And yeah. she's got a much more defined sound. Like, but she's got a much more defined everything. She's not living in anyone's shadow, really. Like, could you tell me what a Noah Cyrus song sounds like? Aside from not even what she wants to say, what does a Noah Cyrus song sound like? Sounds like the pop sound between having a really pretty voice and having these like almost trap-like beats. I feel like it's the way pop music is going. And I feel like she's pretty good at doing what it is. Like, you listen to it and it doesn't feel like any of it's... It feels consistent. I don't think it does to me. I think... I don't know if necessarily the songs all sound the same, but I feel like it's consistently one level of being good. Do you know what I mean? Where um, it's all up to a good standard. I don't know. I didn't think... I felt that a lot of it was forgettable, and I don't think that a song can be forgettable and to a good standard. I think a quality of a good song is that you don't forget it immediately. Um, I think what I liked about um, Stay Together was I like the youthful energy of her voice on it. The way she sings, it almost is kind of a talky, singy, almost has sort of a, kind of a rapish flow to it, the way yeah. that her voice moves. And I think that is something that if she pursued that as her sound, it would make for a much more interesting artist than someone that seemingly just does whatever the beat needs. I think the thing that I like about Noah Cyrus... And I don't want to just go into her as the perspective of, I really like her sister, but I can't forget her family relations. Yeah. She sounds similar to Miley. It's not even that she sounds similar to Miley. I feel like the main reason I like this girl is July. It is an absolute solid tune. I'm talking this song is straight it's got everything I look for in a song it's just a nice song a really nice song I don't disagree with any of that but I think that could be a song by anyone if it came on the radio and you hadn't seen it being uploaded to YouTube with the name Noah Cyrus attached to it you'd maybe think you'd maybe guess that it might be but I think anyone could do that song I... and I think that to me makes a pop star inessential I don't think so, though, because it's a sound that not many pop people are actually going into. It is such a feel-good song. Is it? Because it's downbeat and it's melancholy. Mate, it makes me feel fucking so... It actually makes me love pop music. That one song, honestly, and I don't listen to music much, 
because most of the time music doesn't give me anything. But that song, there's just so, a sweet spot it hit inside me. And I can't, I just, everything in that song is what's good in Younger Now. There's just something there where it just hits like inside you. Same with Kesha, it's not even just because she's sisters with it. You know, it's literally just hits you in the right spot. I think if July was on Younger Now, it would be my least favourite song on that album. And there are a couple of songs that I'm kind of eh on, but I don't think it's nearly as strong as anything on that album. But don't forget, Miley is 10 years older than this girl, and she's gone through like a pretty experimental period in her life where she probably learned she made some mistakes, so there's not going to be the same emotion behind it. This girl's only 19. I'm not being funny. If I was producing these bangers at 19, I'd feel pretty good. But I don't think I don't think the notion of she's only blank age. I don't think that justifies quality. You know, Lord was what 16, 17 when her first album came out, and that's an acclaimed album. Yeah, and um, you would but, say that's impressive for how old she is. But I don't think I think even if she was in her mid twenties and put out that album, I think it's a great album. And I think that, um, you know, I'm not a huge Billie Eilish fan, but Billie Eilish at age 17, working with pretty much just her brother, has put out an album that's cohesive, it's definitively hers, no one else is making that album. And if someone now made an album with that sound, people would immediately say, it sounds like Billie Eilish. Yeah, but Billie Eilish is just, she's not on the same level, no one's on the same level as this girl. She is a fucking icon. Even even if it wasn't for her music, she's an icon. Even more than her music, she's an icon. How so? People don't even need to listen to Billie Eilish's music to know who she is straight away. But I could... Even I, who don't... I haven't really listened to Billie Eilish, but I could recognise a Billie Eilish on the street. There's something about the way she looks. Is there? We can't forget, her parents are both very famous celebrities. Yeah. So it's not like she's not had any fit. She's probably had the best songwriters working with her, the best producers. And if they're the best songwriters and producers, why why aren't most of her songs better? Who? Billie Eilish's? No. Um, no, but I'm saying Billie, well, Billie Eilish has had all of this. Well, the, every song is pretty much credited to her and her brother, including the production. Really, when you talk about Billie Eilish, you'll think it, Billie Eilish is a duo... Yeah, with, with that Billy Phineas. being yeah, with Billy being the face of it. I think it's hard to talk about Noah Cyrus and break her off from the image of you know Miley's sister. Miley's sister, and I think it's hard when there's such big expectation to put on you at such a young age. I don't know if the pop listening audience has huge expectations for her though. No, but because I think that's pretty sad, though. I don't think the pop listening audience has huge expectations for Miley Cyrus anymore, either. No, probably not. And I think that's that's the shame of it. I guess, also, you can't forget that she does live in her sister's shadow. I suppose. Like, even the fact that she's using her full name in it. You're going to know straight who that is, rather than if her name was just Noah. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily... They don't look... At, hugely similar but then that's a marketing choice that is a marketing choice but you can't help who your family is sometimes and I think you're letting the fact that you know Miley's better done a better album than her overshadow the fact that she's a 19 year old producing pretty decent music I'm not being funny your illustration when you were 19 is nothing compared to now Um, it's nothing to do with her in relation to her sister I mean, it's, it is hard to judge because she hasn't got an album out. And from a loose collection of singles, it's kind of hard to gauge what kind of artist she's going to be. You know, if she goes the direction of making a whole album that sounds like July, then maybe maybe I'll change my tune and say, OK, she's found her sound. She knows, like, this works for me. But at the moment, looking at her whole body of work as if as a cohesive whole... It just doesn't work for me. I know, but I'm thinking in the bigger picture of things, when someone's starting out, none of the work is cohesive. When you probably started first doing illustration, your work probably wasn't, you know, cohesive. It probably didn't follow it through. 
I suppose. But I think there are young artists that... There are, but not everyone is up to that standard straight away. I'm not being funny. When I was 19, I I probably quit. I quit about four different jobs. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I what my star was, what I was trying to say. I fucking shaved my head twice. You know, I had all this... Sh- do you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd, at that age, you don't know what you want to do. Billie Eilish is lucky because she has got a specific sound. She's got a specific style. She's got a vision for her. She's got a vision, but I reckon that's all marketed. And I like Billie Eilish, but I'm not saying... It's the same with Singrid and stuff like this. Singrid's only, only so young. It's an image that they're marketing... Noah Cyrus hasn't had the same image marketed to the people. I reckon if she had, maybe, you know, people would be listening well, to him. Why, why is she not, then? Why has that not happened if people I think... want her to be successful? Because I'm sure there is a huge team behind her that wants her to be successful. Because I think the thing that I've seen from interviews and stuff so far is she doesn't like to be compared to Miley, and that's the main selling point. That's a weird selling point. It's a, I know it's a weird selling point. And it but doesn't draw me being, in to be interested to listen to that music. I'm not being funny. If I was known just for being my mum's child, I'd be pretty annoyed. Well, I wouldn't be annoyed because, you know, I love my mum. But if I couldn't make a name for myself solely based on that, I'd be pretty annoyed. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but all of this is context. And the bottom line is that aside from two songs, I don't think most of her music is good. I mean, do you like the song with X, XXTentacion? So here's where I stand on it. Okay. I think she's on a lot of songs as a feature or she's got someone as another feature on that her tracksuit. So pretty much half a song's hers, half a song's someone else's. Yeah. I always think, no matter who she's doing a song with, she is the better half of the song. She always is. That XXXTentacion one, she's the best part of that song. Yet XXXTentacion was fucking huge. Do you know what I mean? She's the best part of these songs. Can you remember how her part sounds? Because I can't. I listened to it in the past hour. Not really, but that is the first time I've heard that song. No, it's not. We've listened to it together before. Have we? Yeah, I I know that we've heard that song before. Can you remember how any of her parts sound, aside from... Stay Together, which I keep forgetting the name, apart from Stay Together and July. Uh, I can kind of, I can remember the one with the Labyrinth one because that was the first one I heard. How would you describe what that song sounds like? It's just a sad song, isn't it? That doesn't sell it to me. I think if you can't say what a song sounds like or what it even evokes beyond just a base of motion... Because sad is a base emotion. That doesn't tell me anything. It's a sad song. Well, it's about a relationship that's failing, isn't it? I guess. Um, I think the thing that's hard for me to describe the interest I have towards her, because for me, more, more than anything, it's the same with Miley Cyrus. It's the same with Kesha. It's the same with that Lady Gaga album. But this is just a song. Something that hits you so, so hard and you just, honestly, that song, it doesn't matter what any of the rest of her music's like for me, that song is an absolute, I don't know, it's beautiful. Would you feel the same way about her as an artist if that was her first song and she had no other songs? Yes. So really that does make, you know, all of her music apart from one entirely irrelevant. But it's not relevant because the other songs she's done, they're so big. They're fun. That one with Labyrinth was huge. Was it? Did you ever hear it on the radio? Yeah, I heard it on the radio and it, I heard it everywhere. Some of the songs she done, she's done have like proper... Even that Stay Together, that was fucking huge. That's the summer... I never heard it out and about. I heard it out and about, and it was huge. It was everyone was listening to it. I'm not being funny, but they did a teen. I think they did a teens or a kids react to it, so you can tell that she's kind of got some relevance there. I guess. I mean, they do react to like the biggest names. They don't just get anyone on there. I suppose. Like they wouldn't get Bellows on there, would they? 
but beyond that, it's it's a good song, but not much more. And the reason not. why the reason why they were talking about it is the context that she's Miley Cyrus's sister, and that's the reason why you know maybe people did eventually listen to it just because they like the song, but initially no, it was that big was the cultural was context. If you've got something featuring Labyrinth, it's going to be big. Like Labyrinth in 2019. Labyrinth this wasn't, big, this wasn't oh, two, 2019. This who cares about Labyrinth beyond 2011? Everyone. He's Labyrinth an, is a big... He's a big musician. I don't think he is. People still sing his songs on The X Factor. Well, they sing one song. What? The, um... Jealous. Mate, that... I'm not joking. Labyrinth, Jealous was a fucking tune. You can't not admit. You put it on a mixtape for me. Yeah, because it was... It was a tune. Yeah, we also put Walk on Water by Eminem on that. And that is a tune. Okay, so for this episode, I was going to do... I was thinking of doing recovery, but I thought, no, I'm not going to do that because I know Seb will agree with me. That is an absolutely legendary piece of art then i was thinking oh god who who do i like that you don't like because this is why my music taste is superior to seb's there is nothing that i listen to that seb does not like i have got the legendary music tape right taste right here radio one hit me up heart fm hit me up you know coast fm hit me up i've got the tunes I am going to bring you the tunes 24-7. But that's... And this is a tune! That's not a case of you having the superior music taste. It's it's a, a superior case of music taste. it being a much less diverse taste. With it's less not. risks in it. Less things that people are going to find disagreeable. No! This is not true. This is false information. That's like saying, if you only ever listened to the Beatles then like everyone that likes the Beatles would think you had the best music taste in the world if that was the only artist you No, had. because, because I don't No, because I don't like the Beatles and I don't like Yeah, but you that's know, an analogy. I do not like the Bob Dylan. I don't like the David Bowie. I don't like the Prince. You know, I don't like all these people. Wham wham wham. We don't like them. Okay? How, how do you feel about wham? Wham, I don't know. I don't know who they are. Wake me up before you go go. That is a tune. Okay, so we're talking here now. This is the truth. Go on. Molly knows the music. I know the tunes. I know this is going to be a big song. I know what Sebastian does not know. And this is called Real Music. I mean, that Eminem album, we cannot talk. This is straight fire. I mean, he's going to pick his dick in the dirt and fuck this whole world around. That is absolutely... I put my dick in a circle, I'm not fucking around. That is absolutely... That doesn't even make sense, because if you put your dick in a circle, you are fucking around. He's directly contradicting himself. He's directly a legend. And just because Seb does not want to believe this, does not mean this is the truth. I mean, we got the tunes here, we got the wallows, and you cannot tell me I did not like wallows before they got big. This is another thing. Wallows are still a tune. You know this. We know Roy Blair, who came up with that bad boy, Molly did. Okay, the epoch. Let's come on. The epoch. Any of the music there? Okay. Um, the bands that we all like. Um. So, what are the main things we listen to in the car? Kanye West, Lizzo. What have we been listening to around the house a lot? What, the new what? Orville Peck album. Okay. Let let me let me specify what I listen to in the car. Go on. I no. listened to Hobo Johnson, yeah, Noah you Cyrus. I have actually, I have actually got. Yes, I did. No, we. Yes, I did. You saw the the, the NPR Tiny Desk. Who likes the NPR Tiny Desk kit, Molly? I got the Noah Cyrus and the Hobo Johnson on one playlist. It's called Untitled Playlist One. It has got the two new Hobo Johnson songs and three off the Hobo Johnson CD. We got the one Noah Cyrus song. You know, this is straight fire. This song, I'm not taking no for an answer on this one, guys. This is just where it goes. 
Are people still going to be listening to July next year? I'm going to be listening to it every year until I die. I'm probably going to get a nurse-sized tattoo, but boys, but, but pe- this is an absolute tune. But are people, Do not. But are people going to be listening to it in a year from now? If people don't, I will fucking assassinate them one by one. But being realistic... You know this is true. But being realistic, are people going to be listening to it next year? Why not? Why can people not listen to good music in their own homes? Will it be a popular song next year, or will it be a, pe- a song... That's on playlists and nothing else. And occasionally it doesn't pops have up to on be radio. on playlists. She has got the tune. This tune could literally. This tune is enough to get her a whole album. I would if if she produced an album and all of the songs sound like July. Catch me going and getting it straight away. If she puts out an album and all the songs have the same vibe as July, then yeah, be I'll tune. be on board. But. Nothing so far points me. But this was all before July. This could be her turning point. We don't know. Okay, but we thought we thought that younger now was going to be Miley Cyrus's turning point, and then she put out. She is coming. But this is the facts here. You heard it first. I thought this this EP was straight garbage. And although there are two songs that are absolute shite, the one with RuPaul, that is the, I'd say, I'd say in terms of the worst songs ever created, that actually wins them all over. And I'm talking Avatar soundtrack. I'm talking, you know, Titanic soundtrack 2's on there. You know, Lion Book, that's on there. We're talking, we're talking like... The Lion Book? Prince's, Prince's album's... Prince number one and Prince number two. They're both on there as the shittest albums ever. And we're talking, that song is at the top. That song's awful. But we got, we got Dream. We got what? Which you like until the last verse. Yeah, that, this is the thing. Why are the Cyruses putting such shit people on their Because she called it Dream as... Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's because it's a reference to the Wu Tang, so and people would call her out if they, she didn't have a Wu Tang member on the that song. That is so bad. It, I agree. You know, it that's doesn't the work. Worst, worst. But the ever. point is, even if you like a couple songs, it's... I like three out of five of them. That's pretty good going. But do you like any of them as much as you like? No, Younger now? no one likes anything as much as Younger Now. And that's I've the point got a Younger about... Now tattoo. And Nothing that... can beat this. And that's the point that I'm making is that we thought that. There was a turning point, and that Miley Cyrus and that pop music in general was going to head towards being authentic and having just this real, honest, sincere sound. And then suddenly it didn't. So, why is this one song an indication that that's the direction that Noah Cyrus is going to go? For me, you ready? Go on. For me, this has hit such an emotional chord in me, this one song. I'm not even joking, I cried the first time I heard this song. I thought it's the most beautiful song I've ever heard in my life. And I'm talking over Younger Now. This song is absolutely gorgeous. The video, absolutely beautiful. Okay, we're talking now. This song, I love it. Because you do this voice where you go, where you sort of talk in these staccato sentences. You go, right, this is what we're doing. This is what the mafia do. Okay. I'm making an offer. We can refuse. <laughs> this song, I don't care if she puts out any more music. The rest of her music can be shit. This one song is enough to give me... There's no hesitation in this. She has got mad respect for me. And what I'm if her next song isn't good? I'm talking about big respect. It doesn't fucking what matter. What if she puts out an album and it's not good? So she's put out the peak song. And I would go as far to remove the beat... Between the Bars from Elliot Smith, which for some reason is still at the top of my favourite songs. Okay, because we haven't reviewed this favourite song since me and Seb first got together. That's gone. Okay, that's not even on the list anymore. That's in a pile somewhere else. And that is a good song. This song, I'm sliding it in. It's there. (laughs) You can't deny. It's number one. It's a tune. I am talking absolute mega tune. And you're scared of it because you don't like change. If she, if she puts out an album and none of it sounds like that, and it all sounds like the songs she's put out before, you're going to be so disappointed. I probably will cry a tear. 
Yeah. But I will listen to this one song that she's put into existence and You'll think... You'll probably be bored of the song. No, if you, if you I don't will like the never album. be bored of the song. I'm not even joking. I made a playlist on my phone just so I can repeat the song over and over again. That's how much I love this song. This song is the God's work. I would say, you know, God wrote the Bible. He wrote all of this. He wrote New Testament. He wrote Old Testament. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. God didn't write the Bible. He did. Okay. So Jesus comes along and Jesus drops a fire mixtape. We've got July number one. He's just done God's work. He's just done God's work. God is fucking in the corner crying because he didn't think of July before Noah Cyrus did. You know what I'm saying? This song, legendary status. Straight off the bat, Miley Cyrus is up there, Kesha's up there, Lady Gaga's up there. Maybe even one day Hobo Johnson will be up there, but he's not for the time being. It's a female only up there at the moment. Even Lizzo, she tried it, but she couldn't reach. Okay, so we've got Naira Cyrus. We're putting her number one. She's up there. She's the top. She's the queen. You're just scared because you don't understand it. Do you know I haven't spoken about three minutes? <laughs> this is what happens sometimes. Sometimes the truth has got to be said. Okay, so um, Molly's getting a little bit overexcited. Um, I think generally with our podcast, what happens is that our conversations tend to be sort of a conduit for a grander theme. I think the grander theme on this episode is pop music. So after the break, we're going to come back to, I guess, where we think pop music is headed. Okay, we'll talk about that. What do you think of Taylor Swift? Um, I don't like her. Do you do you like some songs by her, or do you? Is it mostly her persona that you dislike? I don't. So when I was younger, my dad, shout out to the, to the mole man himself, the mole, as he's known by his friends. He, he, and I'm probably outed him now. Loved Taylor Swift, <laughs> like seventeen. I think Seventeen was the album, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. Probably. He loved her. Romeo and Juliet, catch him on a Sunday morning, literally tuning in the kitchen. And I do like that version of her. That old her when she was country. She was pretty good. Yeah. But something just clicked. I don't know what it was. And it wasn't even... It wasn't even... When she did that 1984 or whatever it was, 1987 was it or whatever. Or that was alright. She was alright then. So but then, uh, where, as soon as Reputation shift? or whatever it is... What was it called? Reputation? Yeah, Reputation. Fucking hell. I literally can't imagine anything worse. And then she released this one with Brendan Urie and I thought, fucking hell, it's the apocalypse now. And then Noah Silas came in and saved the world. We kind of like the other one from the album though. Um, you Need to Calm Down. It's a pretty good tune. But, but do you just like it musically? Yeah, I don't... When she told me it's about gays and stuff, it's I was just a bit like... gay oppression and also... Trolls. Cyber bullies. I was a bit like, what the hell? Is she coming out to us? I mean, you can be an ally and stuff, but making a song about it's a bit weird. Yeah, it's... It's a bit it's, weird, it's isn't it? It's a really strange song once you actually look at it. But that other one is absolutely... That me is absolutely... I mean, what did I say was just the worst song in the world? Um, oh, that one with Ru- RuPaul. You... Oh, yeah. Oh, that Catitude. So Catitude is number one still. I'm not going to knock that one down. But that me is a close second. Well, that look what you made me do. That's not... It's it bad. It's just me. catchy. Yeah. Um... There's not much else to it. It's just catchy. What do you think of Beyonce? I don't really like Beyonce. What do you dislike about Beyonce? I don't know. Saying about it just, it just annoys the, me. Is it just the persona? I don't know. I don't even think her music's that good. Yeah. I don't know. Early Beyonce, actually. When she was singing about being a boy. You know, that was a tune. I don't know what song that is. If I was a boy. 
Is that her? Yeah, that's Beyonce. Um, that is a tune. You know that's a tune. Yeah, I mean, I don't really follow her music either. But... I don't know. There's just something weirdly off about her. What about Lady Gaga? Yeah, absolute tune. Is um, all but of Lady Gaga? But everything's a tune. But then, I feel the same with her as I do with old school Kesha. Yeah. It's old school Lady Gaga. It's not necessarily something I listen to. I wouldn't say it's not good music. There's something there, isn't There's there? There's something good. It's Do you know so I mean? it's ahead like, of its time that even, you have to Even with Kesha, it. though. Do you think? I don't know the thing about it. It's such it's such party tunes. Because when TikTok came out, like yeah, but that, that, was was, that became the internet's punching bag. Everyone hated it, but it's an actual... It's like a pretty good party song. Yeah. Like, if I was at a party and that song came on, I would dance. It's a, just a tune. Lady Gaga, you know, Poker Face comes on, you catch me dancing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're good for different things. New Lady Gaga is beautiful. What do you think of the persona of Lady Gaga? I don't know, it's a bit weird. I quite like the persona I of like Lady Gaga. Th- it's changed though recently. Because of this new film, what is it called? The Shallows? No, oh, that's a star the is, a star a star is born. Is born. But I don't know what this is about, but it looks pretty good. Alright, neither of us have seen it. Neither of us have seen it. But that song, The Shallow or whatever from that thing, I I listen to that. It's on one of our, my YouTube playlists. It's a good song. Yeah. And I don't know, there's something about it that I do like. Yeah. I think she sings like a nice woman. How do you feel about Pink? I do. I'm, I'm first one to step up and say... Pink, there are some tunes there. Yeah. Even when the kitchen, I've been jamming on two separate days to two separate Pink songs. I think those were both today. They were, they were both today and I was dancing. They were tunes. You saw me dancing and I was throwing some shapes in there. What do you think of Pink's persona? I don't know, I kind of like it. It's a bit cringe. I find it quite grating. I think old Pink, where she was a bit like trying to be a badass... Was a bit grating, but then even that. What about us? Her trying to stand up yeah, for you was political. a bit was a bit grating. But I think overall she seems like a pretty cool person. Yeah. And when she did, when she won an award or something, and she did that speech for her daughter, when someone at her daughter's school said, "Why is your mum got short hair or something, or your hair's your mum's got stupid hair, is your mum a boy or something? She did like this whole speech. I thought, you know, actually that's quite good on Pink. Yeah. You know, I got I got respect for Pink. I think she's got the hearts behind it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I wouldn't I don't think a few years ago I would have respected Pink, but there's she's got heart to what she does. I don't think she ever does anything maliciously. I think she wants to actually better the world a bit. Um, so I guess that's kind of the old guard of the biggest pop stars, um, or at least female pop stars, because I think that's kind of, I think male pop stars is its own discussion. How do you feel about Billie Eilish? I do like Billie Eilish. I like her style. I think she's got sweet style. Yeah. And I've, I've even told you she's got sweet style. Her songs, they're good, but... This ain't not there for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. What about the character There's of just, Billie Eilish? How I don't do you know. find that? I don't really understand why she's making everything a bit creepy. I guess that's like, just I her guess vibe. that's the vibe. And I guess it's working. But it's weird though, isn't it? For songs that aren't even creepy to be made creepy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just the style and stuff. I like the style a lot. Like, I like her personal style. I think she's really cool. Yeah. There's just something there. Well, I don't know if I'd go back to it. Um, how do you feel about Lord? Mm, I'm not like keen on Lord. What do you dislike about Lord? I feel like people are trying to make her cooler than she actually is. Do you reckon? Definitely. Because she's got a lot of very good songs. Just because you got good songs, though, doesn't mean you're cool. I suppose. Like, Pink's got good songs, but I don't necessarily know if you'd call Pink cool. Um... How do we feel about Lizzo? Lizzo's pretty good. Yeah, do you like the the, the sort of the character of Lizzo? Um, I'm a bit here nor there with Lizzo, because I do like the main thing she's trying to say. Yeah. But then there's something about her in her tiny desk. I think she thinks she's funnier than she is. I don't know. I find her really likable in that. 
I don't know. And she keeps on repeating tiny ass desk. I'm like, it's not. She said it once and it, it wasn't even funny. And now you're saying it again, everyone's laughing with you and I don't understand. Yeah. There's something about her where I just feel like her message might be a bit disingenuous. Do you, do you think? Yeah, because, like, I don't know. I feel like the thing with her, she a big girl, but she pretty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you think... What, do you think you, they need to have a conventionally unattractive pop star? I, I don't know. I just don't feel like... I don't know. I don't know if I feel like the message is fully there. Yeah. Because it's like... It feels to me like when Megan Trainor was calling herself a big girl. It's like, you're not a big girl. You're pretty small. Yeah. I feel like with Lizzo, she's a, she's a big girl... But she's so pretty that, like... Yeah. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's fair for me to say... Thing, but where's the... Like, the average-looking pop star? Where's pink but, like, add £100? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just... There's just something... I don't know. It's like plus-size models. Yeah, they're plus-size. But why do none of them look normal? Why can we not just have normal... Like, why can we not just have normal-looking models? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She feels very manufactured to me, even though I guess she isn't. You know what I mean? I, I, I can see. I feel like she saying. might be something where... I don't know. So what, to you, makes a good pop star? Um, I feel like... And I guess who are some good examples? Male I, or female? I feel like the good pop stars that I like... They've always started off doing their own thing. They've kind of gone a bit ski-whiff in the middle. And then they've go back to their roots. Who's an example of that? We're talking Kesha or, or Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I liked the fact that I was following them back in the day. You know, when you told me that Kesha, she went to the producer with a country album and then also the kind of pop music she was making. Yeah. And he didn't want the country album. I just find it interesting when someone, you know, goes through a lot of stages in their lives and then decides, you know, I was good at doing what I was doing back in the day. Yeah. Do you think Taylor Swift would be capable of pulling that off? I think Taylor Swift did a really good country album. I don't know why she wouldn't get the respect. Do you think she has it in her to do that? I think she has, but I don't think she will. No, maybe it probably wouldn't I be think, as commercially it, viable. Yeah, I just think maybe if she was a bit older, she did it. Yeah, do you think just she could eventually she, like, turn into Dolly Parton? Yeah, I just... I like music that feels like they're enjoying making that music. Yeah. And I feel like... I mean, like, that's the same as you said about hip-hop as well. Yeah, I feel like people are having a good time. Yeah. Like, I just want people to be doing what they love and, you know, that is enough for them and that's why it really upset me when you know Miley Cyrus did make okay music afterwards because it felt like she had found what was so good everyone fucking loved the album what younger now yeah I don't know I don't think the public did critics liked it I guess critics liked it and then people who liked country music liked it yeah but then I feel like it's better to do that than to do a shitty druggy album that I don't know who would even listen to that new one. And I'm not saying some of the songs aren't good, but I've listened to it, what, probably a hundred times? Just, and I'm just now finding the songs alright? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I get what you're saying. I think this No Cyrus one, I think to me, it's touched Slank inside me. Do you see No Cyrus having the kind of career trajectory that draws you into an artist? I feel like I like the fact that she's living in the shadow of someone else. And I feel like she's got a lot to overcome that. What do you think she could do to overcome it and not be seen as Miley Cyrus's sister? I think if she made one really good album like July. Yeah. She made a really good album and got people... Because I feel like the people who enjoyed that Miley Cyrus album, that Kesha album... Although maybe it doesn't appeal to the mass audience, I think the people that like that are going to be more 
in tune with that and more likely to follow what they're doing after that. How likely do you think it is that that's going to be how it plays out? I don't reckon I'll be right. I don't reckon it will play out. Yeah. I think... And it's sad. it does make me sad, because I know that nothing will live up to that. But it's so nice to have a song where I feel like... And I don't even know if I can necessarily relate to the stuff in the song. You know when something just hits you? Yeah. I don't know. It's like the same if you watch a film and it just something just hits you. I guess an example for me would be the first time I heard Empty by Kevin Abstract. You know, I'm not gay. I can't directly relate to but it. That, but that, you were like, yeah, it just, I just heard it and I thought, I love this song. But that's what I mean. It's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. And this song, I don't think I could put any flaws into it other than the fact that she's wearing like a fucking duvet out of denim, which is a bit weird. But it's so fucking good. And it is so good. And you must admit, the main reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I've been listening to this song for literally weeks and Seth's been saying, oh, it's not even that very good, it's not very good. And I just wanted to do a podcast on her to kind of be like, Seb, it is fucking good. You know it is. You know, this has got legs to become something good. Yeah, I think... Real good. If she can follow through. I don't see that happening. But if if it does, by all means, I'll change my tune and maybe it will be... Uh, one of my you know, higher I rated pop albums be... of If she could while. do this, I think it would be good. Yeah. This is the thing with pop music. And I think this is why I feel like pop music... People can talk about pop music. Because there's always going to be a point in an artist's career where they're making something for themselves. Whether that's at the beginning or the end of their career, they're going to... One, one of the things they make is going to be for themselves. Do you think there are any artists that have just done that in the pop world? Do you think it's even possible for a pop for a pop musician to just make the music they want to make? I don't know. I reckon a lot of the rappers, the new like SoundCloud rappers, I reckon they're making the music that they want to make. Yeah. Like I don't see why someone in a creative industry cannot make stuff that they want to make. I guess because ultimately to be successful you need to make what the market wants. But you don't always make... You do personal projects. Yes. As an illustrator, like, that's where your heart is at. But it's not where the paychecks are. But it doesn't matter. Like, I'm not being funny. Kanye's doing all these Sunday services. He's not released anything on social media. This is for him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why can people not do this? This is why I like music. Why I have faith in music is when people create something that not necessarily is going to be successful. It might be, like, a bit scary for them to create it, but they do create it, and it's really good. Would you say that Kanye, I guess, is the ultimate example of that? Yeah, because he's not... I feel like Kanye doesn't make music for anyone else. Yeah. But this is the weird thing about Kanye. I feel like all the music is written for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't like all the music. You didn't not like the most the recent stuff. This Life of Pablo was not good. What did you think of Ye? I don't really remember it, to be fair. I, I think you'd enjoy it. I've, I mean, I've just bought it on vinyl today, so we're going to be revisiting it at some point. But you know when you just listen to music, and I feel like the first, what is it, four albums? Um, what, got... after are you including My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Mm, that I do like, but I don't have, so, a, yeah, I don't so, have a strong connection to so that. So College Dropout... Um, graduation, gra- homecoming, uh, college dropout, late registration, graduation. Wait, what's homecoming? It's a song. Oh, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's, that a, it's a song with Coldplay. Oh, that is such a tune. Late registration. Um, <laughs> so the first four Kanye albums: college dropout, late to, registration, up to graduation, and eight. I'm talking these songs. These albums, Kanye wrote them with me in mind, and that is not that is not thing he did. I know he did. Okay. So he wrote these albums, and I feel like he wrote them for no one. I feel, you know when you feel like something's done for the artist themselves? Yeah. But then it just, it resonates with you. And I can't, I cry, I'd cry. Honestly, I love Kanye so much. So I think, I, I'd say I agree with you. I think, as someone for whom pop music isn't 
the main thing they listen to. You know, I mostly come from listening to indie rock. Hip-hop. And, like, largely alternative hip-hop. I think for a musician, to for a pop musician to really take my interest, they, I guess, firstly, you need to have a distinct sound. Like, I don't... I'm never interested in an artist if I think that anyone could be making their songs. Um, and I think, like you said, they need to have their own vision and be making pop music, but because they want to be making pop music rather than making pop music because that's the career they're in. But I feel like this one song, it's got it's got something there where it doesn't fit in with the rest of her songs. You know it doesn't. And I'm not saying that's something bad, but I'm saying this has the potential to be something. And it was just dropped out of nowhere. And I listened to it, and I, I, I'm I, not going to lie, I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of her music. Because I would say the same, where it just, it's a bit mismatched. It sounds like someone who's 19. A lot of money, they got a lot of money and they got a, a good production, but it sounds like someone 19. This one song, I'm not even joking, I cried. You know I cried. Yeah, you cry at a lot of things. I cry at a lot of things. And this is the thing. I feel like we should do a podcast about an episode about crying. I think everyone should cry. I love crying. I cry at the McCain's advert. I would literally cry at seeing a fucking, like, a weird creature. I saw a dead stingray today. And it was so cute. I actually almost cried, and it was dried out, and it was so fucking cute. It had such a small little face. I would cry, I'd cry every day. I like to cry. You know the one thing that makes me cry? What? It's the moment in Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, He's on the boat, about to sail away. <laughs> Mate, that gets me bawling. And they both go, oh! Seb the Slark's like literally a manly tear. I'm literally, you look over, I'm like fucking bawling. <laughs> I can't stop. Mate, that film on Netflix featuring Lakeith Stanfield, something great. Honestly, catch me legit. I've never cried so much in my life. It's beautiful film. And a short turn 12. I watched that by myself the other day when I was in a mood. I could not stop crying. I was crying at everything. I was literally crying when they... Everything. That bit at the end when they say Marcus and that girl were in a coffee shop, and they'd been on dates. I was literally bawling. I can you imagine. Could, I literally can't stop. Once that film plays, I cannot stop. And everything, everything, honestly. I think crying is good. And the first time I heard this, it was such a nice feeling of warmth inside me that I cried. And I cry, I cry at everything. But it's nice to cry sometimes. And it's for a song to be able to put these nice emotions in you... It's rare. I don't hear a lot of songs and think, oh, that actually makes me want to cry. You know, Miley Cyrus, Kesha, Lady Gaga. That's pretty much it. So I guess to wrap things up, um, have you changed my mind on Noah Cyrus? I think I have. I, I think, think I've shown you... I think you've convinced me my ways. that there's a so world in which I will come to appreciate her. As it stands, I don't think my opinion on her has changed. I think it really depends I on when it she has, drops an album. Because you, uh, before this, you were saying you didn't even like that song. And now you're saying you like that song. It's, an, it's not a bad song. You know you like it. This is the thing, so I won't admit now, because I've been going on about it for weeks, saying this is the tune of the century. And said so going... Nah, it's not that good. It's not that good. Doesn't feel I don't very think, authentic. I don't think it's as good as you you're making it out to be. It's it's tune. Um, ultimately, I think how I feel about Noah Cyrus is gonna really hinge on the album she puts out. If it sounds authentic to me and it sounds like July and it sounds like the album that she wanted to make, even though that could be a marketing decision in itself, I'll I'll be willing to follow her as an artist. Um, but I think if it sounds like a mixed bag and a, a selection of songs that anyone could have made, then that will cement in my mind that she's not an artist worthy of really giving much critical attention to. And um, my 
opinion still stands that that's the best song of the year and you know it's going to be on my top one list of the best song of the year so we're going to stay tuned we should do that at the end of the year do our top thing yeah we can do a top 10 at the end of the year okay lads Okay, guys, next time we have got a jumble of different things that we will try and make happen. Will it be a collaboration with our arch enemies? Will it be... Netflix's saddest cartoon? I guess you'll have to wait and see. Okay, so we want to thank our sponsors over at Ghost FM. (laughs) Please sponsor us. We're trying to get our big man Seb to get a radio show. We'd like to also thank the seagulls outside for putting up some mad sick beats while we're chatting. Maurice for biting the table and making the stop every ten minutes. And Maurice for also eating half of my amount of pulled pork. I'd also like to thank Maurice for throwing up a snail on the carpet last week. Okay, boys, back at it next week. Same time, same place. Be there, be square. We'll see you next time. The intro song, Bicycle Weather, as well as the outro song, Even Pinker, performed by Pickle Darling. Check out the new album Bigness on Z Tapes now. You also heard an extract from the Noah Cyrus single, July.